everyone, this is Hannah, and you are listening to the Learning Disney Podcast, where today we are going to talk about the new guided tour at Disneyland Walt's Main Street Story. First things first, it is no longer Halloween at Disneyland. Blinky is down. It is the 1st of November. This episode will drop on the 2nd of November. Blinky is gone. Not a single pumpkin was to be seen. And as my friend Bethany told me this morning, the castle is mostly Christmas-ified. And that is a direct quote from Bethany. I told her I would quote her. Um, Bethany was in the parks today and she thankfully was reporting back to me what the parks look like now that we are past the Halloween season. And it seems like Disneyland is in a transition period between Halloween and the holidays. Though the park entrances still have Oogie Boogie and the pumpkins, like above Disneyland's entrance, you'll see the pumpkins of Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Pluto, and Goofy, while Oogie Boogie is on the entrance of DCA. But however, Bethany let me know that DCA is still Halloweened out, probably because there was an Oogie Boogie bash last night on Halloween night, so it's probably not a main focus over there, though she did say that Cars Land is still mostly decorated for Halloween, but they did see some touches of Christmas when they're in the parks today. So, like, the biggest things that she noticed was the decorations that they string from the power poles in Cars Land across the street with the cones and the tires. Those were all gone, and that was, like, a big part of the decorations for Halloween. So they are removing them in DCA, but I'm sure with the Oogie Boogie bash last night, it's probably not going to be as caught up to Disneyland. Bethany also let me know in downtown Disney, the window displays are still for the spooky season, but inside the shops, such as World of Disney, it is full throttle holiday season. And I'm sure if you follow anyone that is a Disneyland Instagrammer like me, then you have seen that everything is decked out. We've had merch in the parks full force since like this this last weekend so Halloween weekend there was already Christmas in um, other holiday merchandise throughout all of the shops Disneyland DCA and downtown Disney so when we're in this in between time of November 1st to the 11th of November when holidays officially start in Disneyland Vicky's Mixed Magic Fireworks and Projection Show will be back starting on the 4th until the 10th and this is still fireworks only on the weekends because we're not in a season yet And then also World of Color Season of Light will be back for the holiday season too. I'm super excited for this because I was really hoping that we would get a villain themed one. That's okay. That's past. So World of Color will also come back as the Season of Light on the 11th of November. Next week, we are going to dive in into the holidays at Disneyland. And I have a really big surprise for everyone and I cannot wait to share it. Um, But I'm going to hold on to it for a little bit longer. So... We will dive into all of the specifics for everything next week, and that's going to be an episode you do not want to miss. Additionally, in the parks, Mando and Grogu will be showing up in the parks later this month. I haven't seen a specific date yet. If you have and you know that there's a specific date, please send it to me on Instagram or um, an email. Additionally, I know we have talked a lot about price hikes in the parks, and we actually saw this last weekend that Genie Plus went all the way up to $30 per person. So there's that. Um, My last piece of news I want to share before we get into the episode is that Disney Plus subscribers get access to special merch on Shop Disney. So these are things like um, a replica of Doctor Strange's cloak, 
Um, the Scarlet Witch ears that have already been out of the park, special light sabers, um, the Captain Carter shield. If you don't know what that is, then definitely go and watch the animated What If series on Disney Plus because very, very good. I was skeptical at first, but you got to watch that to understand what the Captain Carter shield is. There will also be a T'Challa replica mask and a special Black Panther jacket. And there's also a couple of other things like shirts from Frozen and Lightyear too. So if you are a Disney Plus subscriber, go ahead and get in on those deals if you would like. I'm not, but <laughs> that's just me. I think that's all we have for news today. So we can, that was short, like we can just get right on into the episode. Let's talk the guided tour Walt's Main Street story. First, I want to say that I'm not going to reveal all the things I got from the tour because I want to keep the integrity of the tour and the special moments that the cast members want to share with the guests that pay for the experience. I would just feel awful to ruin that magic. So I'm going to just give a very concise overview of what we did and how it made me feel because feelings were involved (laughs) and everything in between. It cost $160 per person. I was the only one. And for those of you who are magic key holders, your discount does not apply. And also you have to make sure that you have a park reservation at Disneyland specifically to get in to get on the tour. So like if you have a reservation at DCA, unless your tour time is after the 1 p.m. park hop allotment and you have a park hopping ticket slash you're a pass holder, you won't be able to get in regardless of if you paid for the tour or not. You have to make sure that you have the correct park reservation to do the guided tour. They said on the email confirmation to not check in until within 15 minutes. So being who I am as a person, I was there right at 15 minutes till. So when you enter into Disneyland, there is a guided tour sign to the left. So you know how you can go left around like the train station or right go to the left and once you go underneath the train's bridge you'll see that first shop on the left and then there'll be a sign that says guided tour that's right before the city hall and it's pretty obvious it's kind of an empty spot so you may have never noticed it but if you're looking for it it's not going to be hard to see So I went up to the window of the check-in counter that is set up. It's actually a really cute little like nook. It looks like kind of like a fancy backyard with like, it's not a pergola, but it kind of gives me like pergola, like garden type feels. It's really cute back there. So I checked in and they asked what I wanted to drink with lunch. And then they just went over the brief rules, such as like, you can take pictures while you're walking down Main Street and your tour guide. But once you go backstage... And up into Walt's apartment, there's no more photos, no flash photography, no videos at all. And that's to keep the integrity. And they also said it was to make sure you're paying attention (laughs) to what they're telling you, which I thought was interesting spin on how (laughs) they said no photos, but they really want you to focus on the magic. And I'm pretty sure it's also to keep this an exclusive event. Like this is a guided tour that people are paying quite a bit of money for so they don't want you to just be taking pictures and videotaping what is going on and then spreading it all across social media so if you look at the description of the tour on disneyland's website it talks about how it's an intimate walking tour to help guests see hidden details little known facts endearing trivia about disneyland's park and specifically about walt and it's 90 minutes so it 
really connects the special links of Walt Disney's boyhood town. That's how they describe it. Boyhood town of Marceline, Missouri. And it culminates with a visit to Walt's apartment above the Disneyland fire station, which is, if you don't know, to the right of City Hall in Disneyland. And then you also get to sit on the patio. And this is the first time like average guest members have been able to sit on the patio. So I'll touch on that a little bit more. It includes the walking tour down Main Street, a visit to Walt's apartment. I think I've said that three times now. Refreshments on the patio. You also get photo pass photos of your party with complimentary downloads so you don't have to pay for it. And then you also get a commemorative lanyard, which is going to go in like a keepsake box of mine. So those are just the details straight from Disneyland itself. After I checked in, I just sat and I was just on social media a little bit and then I saw my tour guide walk up and I was kind of just looking around and just expecting more people to be there. I wasn't sure if we we're going to start late or if maybe I got the, the time wrong. I have like a lot of anxiety when it comes to like deadlines. So I was like, oh my gosh, I thought I got this right. Maybe I had the wrong time, even though I had already checked in and was told that I had the right time. So my tour guide, Kara, came up and she was like, hey, so this is really unique but you are the only member on the 9 a.m. tour this morning. And I, I think I probably looked like I was still asleep because I couldn't even process what she just said. And I, and I literally said back, I'm the only one. Like, for real, I'm the only one. And she was like, yep, you're the only one. So it's just going to be me and you. So that already set off like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be awesome. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> It was instantly made it magical that it was just going to be me and my tour guide for 90 minutes going through a guided tour. So then I deduced I was going to be the only one. I was essentially going to have Walt's apartment all to myself. So already it started off on a high note. Uh, Kara and I got to know each other. I kind of told her my background and then we started the tour. But one of my first questions I had for her was what was the difference between the different tour guide uniforms. So she was wearing a blue vest, a plaid skirt, and then she also had an equest like an old school equestrian cap, so like the velvet cover that you see. And so I asked her, what's the difference between that and the plaids? So because there's two different like tour types, the plaids, the ones that you see walking around the parks a lot with like groups of people that even their tops are plaid and then usually their bottoms are blue or they're just like all plaided out. Those are specifically the VIP tours. And then the cast members you see in the blue vests with the equestrian crop hat is for the guided tours like Walt's Main Street Story and like Walk in Walt's footsteps that used to be and then there will also be the ones doing the Christmas holiday guided tour that starts in mid-November. So there is a difference between the uniforms of the cast members who do the guided tours also. So just keep an eye out because I thought that was really cool. And so I went, this was the 11th of October and it was actually like within a week that the guided tours came back. So I booked my tour, I think it was Saturday night for Tuesday morning. So I got really lucky and I think maybe because I was an early riser, <laughs> that's why I was the only one that was part of the tour. We started with that trivia because she was like, ask me any questions you want. And I was like, okay, please explain to me the difference between your uniforms. And we started the tour at City Hall. And so this is where Kara emphasized that Main Street is supposed to give the small town feel 
like how Marsley, Missouri was for Walt. I, this was actually a fact that I didn't really know. I feel like I've heard it, but I, didn't, I couldn't have spit it out to you before. But Walt only lived in Marceline, I believe it was five or six years. But it was such an, a formative time in his life that shaped a lot of, of what he did for the Disney company. And he carried like the essence of Marceline with him for the rest of his life. Main S Street is kind of like an extension of how he viewed Marceline, Missouri for those six years of his like formative times in it for his life. We stopped at the flagpole and I had never stopped at the flagpole before. Like that's just not a route I go. We usually don't wait in line to get pictures there for a photo pass. And at the flagpole, if you look down, it's the first part of the opening day speech that Walt gave is on the ground on a plaque and so Kara my tour guide recited the opening day speech it was like weirdly emotional and I think it's because Kara was also just so awesome and she loves her job and I'll talk a lot more about her later because she absolutely amazing I just hope I keep running into her in the parks but we moved on from that and something else I didn't know is that Main Street Station is a historic landmark so they cannot change it and I have even seen people frustrated that there's no like ability ramp it's not like super accessible stairs but since it's a historic landmark Disneyland literally cannot adjust it so that's why they advise people to go to the other train stations if they want to ride the railroad train because they they there's nothing that Disney can do and I know that may be frustrating but I thought that was really cool that a park that we all love and care about a lot is actually like part of the historic registry so the first stop we went to was the Main Street Cinema. And the films were some of Walt's original films of Mickey Mouse and Friends. And then also, if you've never noticed, Tilly is the mannequin <laughs> that is sitting in the ticket booth. And she has like the classic Disneyland like cast member uh, name tag. And it says from her hometown is Marceline, Missouri. And something I never, ever knew was that Tilly has a new outfit every season. So you just kind of need to pay attention to what the girl's wearing and it's going to be different. And I thought that was a really cool thing. And then if you didn't know, the little side street that goes to like the lockers is actually called Center Street. And that's where Hotel Marceline is. So part of Walt's vision was to make sure Main Street felt like a real small town. So that's why you have the dentist's office. If you haven't noticed, there's also a hotel and you can hear people as if they are living their everyday lives, going to those shops like they would throughout the park. So really, if you've never noticed that, just sit and watch, or you don't need to watch, sit and listen to hear those extra like background noises that's going on on Main Street that gives it like just an extra touch of magic. And and then just like Tilly on Center Street, there is like, there used to be a flower shop on that street. So when Disneyland originally opened in the 50s, it was actually a real flower shop. So just like Tilly, the flower shop changes with the season two. So she explained a lot about the names of the people that are up on the windows. And it was, it was quite a bit of names. And that's part of what I want to not divulge because it had a lot of meaning for her as like a tour uh, a tour guide cast member. It, 
it was really sentimental for her and she I think that was probably one of her favorite parts was sharing the significance of the names on the windows and you can look up and you can see it and you can google it yourself but and I knew some of them but I think hearing them tell the story and like the connection to them as cast members them as specifically tour guides was really really special so I just don't want to share it because it meant a lot to me to hear it from someone and I, I just think that was probably one of the highlights of the trip was hearing a tour guide tell the stories of the names up above the windows so luckily I had never met the famous porch potato <laughs> And if you don't know who that is, it is a local named Frank, and I had never seen him before, and I've been to Disneyland quite often recently, and he was holding, like, a friend's, like, newborn baby, and we stopped and talked to him, and that was, like, <laughs> a really awesome moment to talk to a local who is, like, a local legend at the park, and you can usually spot him. He's always sitting on, what is the name of that? The porch that's right next to the Crystal Arts. It's sandwiched between like Disney, uh, Clothiers Limited, and Crystal Arts. It's right in between. And he's literally known as the porch potato. Like that's how you can find him on Instagram. And he's always wearing, or at least from what I've seen and when I met him, he's always wearing a blue Disneyland sweater or hat. Then the L and the A is like the uh, LA Dodger symbol where like the L crosses over into the A. So we talked to him for probably like five minutes and I don't know if Kara knew him, but the way they were talking to each other, it, it felt like they did. And I was just kind of like that awkward friend that was like, oh my gosh, hi. And I should have asked for a picture, but I didn't. He was holding a baby. He had friends around him. Kara was talking to him like they were they were close. And I was I was just happy to be there like I didn't I didn't need to get a photo I was totally content with how <laughs> how I wasn't and then so we moved over to the refreshment corner and if you haven't noticed this and I was actually kind of not ashamed but I was a little embarrassed like internally that I had never noticed but the windows next to the refreshment corner is actually a mini like a little like a mini coca-cola museum like a little museum next to the door to the refreshment corner and it has cokes from multiple different countries and Kara even mentioned like oh it looks like they've added new ones so they're dating it to reflect how coca-cola brands look in different cultures so that was really cool and then there's just fun little facts like the lights down main street transition from gas to electric intentionally to like give the small town feel to go into the park and like if you've noticed there's no uh wires like there's no electric electric wires up in the air like we see in the city and Walt intentionally put that underground so that it wouldn't ruin the facade of the small town feel and then oh, I'm really struggling on whether or not I want to share this story but I'm going to anyway so the good Gibson girl ice cream on main street used to actually be like a like a normal kind of like a restaurant like a kind of like a quick service is how I kind of understood it from Kara and they used to do fresh squeezed orange juice and Walt loved his orange juice and when he was staying out as an apartment he would walk down the street to this restaurant and make his his orange juice he, at all hours of the night he had the key he would go and there's 
a story that there was two construction workers that were leaving late at night and they're just walking down and they saw a man (laughs) walking towards them on the street and he said hey do you guys want to come in and have orange juice with me and they did and he asked like how is everything going to get like a real perspective from people that were like working on building Disney and and it just kind of shows like how personable and how invested he was in the parks. Like he spent so much time in the parks when it was developing and well being built and developing and he loved it. And he loved that fresh squeezed orange juice so much that cast members even started squeezing it for him and then leaving it for him in his apartment so that it was always there. But he didn't like that version. He preferred to do it. And what Kara said that I think was really awesome and she said I think he may have just really loved making it like he loved himself like putting the oranges in the machine and squeezing it and like seeing the results of him doing it himself and she's like maybe it was just like the kid in him that loved seeing the process and like being able to just do it on his own and he always claimed that it just didn't taste the same if it was left in his fridge well which I kind of I I feel that fresh squeezed orange juice is different when you have just done it versus when it's been sitting overnight talked about was how his dad Elias so Walt full name was Walter Elias Disney his middle name was after his father was a great dad and how much that affected him regardless of the like career struggles that his dad had um it was one of the moments that my tour guide really touched on and how much of an influence Elias was to Walt and like he he motivated him a lot to do the things that he did towards the fire station And when we were outside the fire station, like Kara did a really good job of like getting my nerves up and being like, okay, now we're getting ready to enter into Walt's apartment and we're going to go backstage and just your phones away and make sure that you're ready because this is a really, really special moment. This is one of the first times we're bringing guests up to Walt's apartment. And I'm pretty sure I was like sweating because I don't know, I was so nervous and like, Kara and I were getting like really close because this is probably about maybe close to an hour in like we spent almost an hour on Main Street her telling me stories and like sharing really special tidbits about the people that changed Walt's life and it was all leading up to the apartment. We have to go up a back door and we when we were up there it really is tiny <laughs> like I know it looks small from the outside, but I like not even a full kitchen, like like a mini fridge and the bathroom in the closet or this in the same area. It's it's a lot smaller than I thought. I thought the building went out more, but it's actually a 500 square foot apartment and where him and Lillian would sleep and like where they would like have their grandkids lay on the ground, like their really awesome bathroom. Actually, Walt had three um nozzles in his shower because it, it wasn't a bathtub it wasn't big enough to be a bathtub so it was like at like head height like torso height and then like pointed towards your uh, shins were all of the faucets that came out of his shower he like it was just like in the like pink tile it was just classic like 50s 60s I loved it and if you've ever seen the lily bell the last train car on one of the railroad uh, trains it is 
styled the same way because Lillian Disney, Walt's wife, she loved the Victorian style. And so she decorated both the apartment and the Lily Bell very similar. Like when I walked into the apartment, I was like, ooh, the Lily Bell. And she also really, really loved roses. So if you see that pattern, that's probably Lillian. And like she also helped design uh, Plaza Inn, one of the restaurants on Main Street. So really pay attention because she has a specific touch that's really just like classy and very Victorian. And I I felt like I had... I don't know. I felt like maybe it's because I have such like a fascination with the Lily Bell. When I walked in Walt's apartment, it was almost like, like, it's so nice to be up here to be around. I don't know. I like I really can't put my finger on it. But it was just like a breath of fresh air because of Lillian's style. And I think because of my connection on how much I really love the Lily Bell. In the apartment, there's a lot of photos up there. And I got a full description of what each one was and the importance of why they selected those photos to be in Walt's apartment. So that was really cool because we were up there for probably if it, I think it must have only been 30 minutes, but it felt like I was up there longer than I was walking on Main Street. And something else to know is I asked, is this all the original furniture? Actually isn't because after Walt passed away, Lillian wanted it back in no one else has even stayed in the apartment since Walt passed. It, None of his family, Lillian never did. It was just specifically for Walt and they wanted to honor that for him. I explained how when you would see pictures from the past, so it wasn't like one bed. It Like think of the, like the hide, not the hideaway beds. Babe, what are the beds called? Where it's like, day bed. Thank you for your help. Yeah, you're welcome. So they didn't share a bed. So Walt had a day bed. If you're looking through the window onto Main Street, Walt had a day bed on the left-hand side and Lillian had her day bed on the right-hand side. And so when you look at pictures from the past, you only see photos of the apartment on Walt's side because back then the culture was it's inappropriate to take pictures and share pictures of a woman's like side of the room, like where she gets ready, where she sleeps. It, it was super inappropriate, not, not acceptable. So that's why you typically only see one side of the room. Open up the cabinets for me so I could see specifically dishes that Lillian actually did pick out. And there used to be a store on Alien actually called like, I think it was one of a kind and it was where you could buy dishes that were just like one set or like one piece. It wasn't a full set. So there was a bunch of little different ones. And that was something that was actually original to when Walt was in the parks. Like when Walt was still alive and using the apartment, Lillian didn't take those. In there, I was able to ask any questions that I wanted. And then I even got a few pictures done by a photographer cast member on Walt's side of the room. Just like to the integrity of Lily's side of the room. And it was really special. Oh, how much she loved like being part of the Disney community. She said that it was conveyed how much Walt loved the people that he worked with and how much he loved the guests and that Disneyland was for the guests. Like he had a special car made for him because he felt bad that he couldn't walk around and say hi to all of his guests. So he would drive around Disneyland to make sure he could say hi to everyone. And he told his grandson, it was a really awesome story that 
grandsons was awake and looking out the window at the guests and Walt Disney woke up and was like, what are you doing? And I'm probably butchering the story and I'm sorry, but, um, <laughs> and he, he was like, this is the best part of Disneyland. And his grandson was like, what do you mean? He was like the guests, like seeing the guests have fun is the best part of Disneyland. And I just think that was really special and it even got emotional for a moment, <laughs> luckily, after we took the pictures, um, because that Walt believed in the light in people and that he really, truly wanted others to follow their dreams like he did and like to reach for the stars and do everything you could to make others happy, to make yourself happy. And she said he believed in me and he believes in you. And like she started crying and I was crying and it was just like a really a sentimental moment. And I think I will remember that forever. Like I even asked also with the photographer if I could get pictures with Kara because we formed like a pretty intense bond in that 90 minutes <laughs> and like shared a lot. And she really like touched my soul with like the things that she said and I think that's part of the reason why I don't want to share everything because it was really special for me and I don't think it would have been the same if I had other people on the tour with me and that's something I'm gonna probably hold in my heart like forever so if you ever see Kara in the parks she's amazing once the tour in, in Walt's apartment was done we actually got to go out to the patio which is so if you're the fire station look to the left and you'll see like the area and that's where the patio is up above and a tree pretty much hides it pretty well so you have to really look for it if you want to see it and this is the first time that guests are being invited out to the patio and because it's usually just where the ceos and like special guests it, like dignitaries celebrities that's that's who normally gets invited up there and that's who Walt would host when he would bring others up to his apartment up there because it was only me so I got my drink of choice and then I got a special uh, guided tour cookie that I gave to my kiddos but Kara and I essentially just talked for another 30 to 40 minutes and it was just really cool to sit there and listen to the park and there's even a flagpole that I had never noticed from like in the main square with like a replica of the original Disneyland flag and I got to ask even more questions and it was just like a really intimate moment and Kara shared with me that like she had been she had she has been in the Disney company for 13 years and I was actually one of her first if not the first I can't remember specifically that she had done I think maybe she had only been doing it for a month and I was like, oh my gosh. And she just shared her struggles of like trying to get to where she was and like how much it meant to her. And she's like, and that's why I get emotional because I've been trying for so long to get here. And like, I feel like I, it's a dream come true. She's like, this is what I've wanted. And it's just amazing. And then we went back into <laughs> the apartment and then Kara explained about the lamp. So if you don't know about Walt's lamp, if you look at the fire station, the light is always on. So I know I touched on this during the spooky episode, but that lamp that's in the in the window of Walt's 
apartment is always on to signify and remember Walt, but it's also to signify and make sure you remember your dreams and that Walt wanted you to be happy in his parks and that he believes in you. And it was just like, we both cried again. (laughs) And it wasn't like sobbing, guys. It was just like tears streaming down, like keep it together, Hannah, keep it together. But I really loved Kara. I think I've probably said that a few times already. She was so genuine in talking about the love that Walt had for Disney and his dreams and everything that he did to see people happy was really just inspiring. (sighs) Just like she was emotional about it and how much she cared and she cared about the park and she really cared about Walt's legacy. So we went back downstairs from the backstage of Disneyland and we stopped and she said another couple of sweet things to me in front of the fire station. We hugged and we got a selfie and I literally went to one of the benches in front of the flagpole and I sat there for 20 minutes just thinking about this awesome experience. I couldn't believe I got to do it. Like I couldn't believe I got to do it alone, solo in it was it was so so good. The rest of the day that I was in the park. So this was one of the days that I left. I think I left around like 12:30, 1 o'clock to go back to my hotel to rest before Oogie Boogie. But every time I saw a tour guide. So when we were leaving Walt's apartment, there was a group of eight coming into Walt's apartment. And then after I sat down on the bench in front of the flagpole, I saw another tour that had at least six people. And then as I was leaving, I saw another tour getting gathered up that had, I want to say six people too, like where they checked in. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I was so lucky and so blessed to be in a one-on-one situation for my first like guided tour. And it was just Disney magic over and over again. Was nervous at first because I was like, oh my gosh, like what if other people could have asked different questions that I wouldn't have even thought to ask, you know, like that made me nervous. But at the end of it, I was like, no, that was perfect. Like that, that was absolutely amazing. And so I've had a few friends ask me like, is it worth it? Um, Should I do it? Like, should people that go to Disneyland a lot do it. Is it usually just for like people that don't really know the history behind it? So I will say I knew a lot of the facts, definitely not all of them, but I knew most of it. So the tour itself, I don't think I would pay for again, but being able to spend like 45, 50, 60 minutes upstairs in Walt's apartment was absolutely worth it. Getting a one-on-one was absolutely worth it. So I think you kind of have to judge what's important to you. I think for someone who doesn't really know the parks very well, the street tour itself would be really, really cool. And it, it was really, really cool, but it would be cool on a different level because you're actually like getting that experience of knowing, like getting the information for the first time and like reveling in the awe of it while standing on main street versus like me where I learned it like from a website in my living room. (laughs) But I don't know if the significance of going in Walt's apartment would hit as hard for someone who doesn't really know the history of the parks where someone who does know the history of the parks, maybe the tour on main street itself, a highlight, but being able to go up in Walt's apartment, really worth it. And talking to a couple of friends of mine, they're like, I will pay that money just to go up to Walt's apartment. Like it doesn't matter. So, and I encourage it 
like it was a really amazing experience and being able to do that I'm I'm really happy that I did it because I almost didn't and shout out to Elisa, Bethany, and Haley, my Disney best friends that told me you're crazy when I asked them, like, should I do it? I don't know if I should. And they're like, you absolutely should do it, especially Elisa. So thanks, friends, <laughs> because that was an awesome, awesome experience. So those are my thoughts. Other people may have different feelings. And I'm sorry if you're bummed that I didn't share all of the things that were shared with me on the tour guide, on the tour guide, on the got on the tour. <laughs> Um, but I I want to honor Disney's wishes to keep some integrity of share with us and just know tour guides I think will make it. I don't know what would happen if I had had a different tour guide. Kara was amazing. Um, so that is Hannah's take on Walt's Main Street story tour. And I am excited to hear if any of you guys do it. Please let me know what your thoughts were because I'm really intrigued I don't know anyone personally that's also done it. So I'd love to talk it out with others to see if they also loved it or maybe didn't like it or had different feelings and thoughts than I did. But thank you for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. I hope everyone has a great week. If you haven't already, I would feel extremely grateful if you would rate and review my podcast. Um, Stars and reviews help to get me seen by others more and it would just mean the world to me I got a new review this last week and it absolutely made my day and Austin was such a good sport and he was like yay like (laughs) um but yeah I hope everyone has a great week